Welcome to Gather Voices, a podcast where you are hearing the voices of girls in our nation that have been raised and released, not only through this coaching cohort that we engaged in last year, but genuinely in their own spheres, from their own circle championing them, from their own local churches and local contexts. But here at Gather, we love coming aside those already in this sphere or feeling so cold to this sphere in our Gather Voices coaching cohort where we can say what is already on you and within you. We would love to steward for this season. So you've heard a lot of incredible women over the last season and today you hear from Elena as she interviews a friend of hers called Rebecca from the Raw Carrot Enterprise and they talk all things justice and friendship and motherhood and following Jesus and you're going to love this conversation. It's the last in this series as we launch into a new cohort of Gather Voices for 2022. There is no time like right now to lean into this, to ask the Lord, is this your place to track and run with us over the next six months? There'll be monthly online coaching. There'll be conversations, connection, and again, just a safe place for you to explore what is within you and what the world needs to hear from you as you raise and release your voice. So listen, pray into that, uh, look for any detail you can, any question we can answer. We'd love to help you do that. And we're so grateful for Elena's yes last year and being able to really get to know her. So listen in and enjoy this conversation today. Hello, my name is Alina Haskell. I currently live in Brantford, Ontario. I was born in Perry Sound. I've lived in a few other places, lived overseas in India and Australia. I've been to four Gather Rise events and been tracking with them for quite a while. And this past year, I did the Gather Voices coaching cohort. And part of that, we get to do this podcast. And today I'm super excited to have Rebecca Sherbino here, co-founder of The Raw Carrot. Um, I work with Rebecca here, and we are also friends and attend the same church. Rebecca and her family live in Paris. She's originally from Alberta. She has lived in multiple cities around Toronto area. Um, She's also lived in five countries overseas. She and her husband, Joel, moved to Malawi just after they were married. We adopted two children there and then moved back to Canada and had a third child biologically. Like I said, she's the co-founder of the Raw Carrot Soup Enterprise, which is now in its eighth year. And we could talk about the Raw Carrot probably this whole podcast and longer, but we'll leave that for another day. Um, It's an incredible organization that employs people who are on Ontario Disability Services to make gourmet soup. Uh, But today, Rebecca, I want to talk to you about influence and people who've had sort of the most influence on you and shaped you to be, you know, the brave, strong woman that I see you are today leading this organization. Yeah, thanks for having me, Alina. When I think about the people that have had a lot of influence in my life, I do think, um, first and foremost, I can't leave out my parents who created a really strong, loving Christian household that I grew up in. Um, I was really fortunate to have um, parents who were exemplary examples of Christ to me and uh, in different ways. My mom was a real cheerleader of the faith and just was the, the quiet encourager in the background. Um, all 
always the one who was uh, affirming of my gifts and talents, probably, for my brother and I. And then my, my dad had a very entrepreneurial um, journey in his life, um, started a, a construction company and ran that, and watching him in business and how he integrated his faith in his business decisions was um, definitely an area of influence as I experienced and lived uh, the very ups and downs of an entrepreneurial uh, family. And so um, seeing him do that was, was an influence in my life. The second influence I would say is that I was really fortunate to have spent some time living overseas, as Alina said, um, in some really remote and uh, countries with a lot of poverty, Malawi, Sudan, Papua New Guinea, and um, I was fortunate to go on some missions trips and spend, spend time living there as an adult, and I was very impacted in my life watching people in those countries who live with very, very little uh, and live in poverty, and yet are able to thrive notwithstanding their circumstances. And so that's mm. a second group of people probably that as I watched how they lived um, in difficult circumstances and yet were able to have a faith and have a lot of joy and have community and um, have all the pieces that still made life enjoyable, I really was impacted by that uh, coming from very wealthy North American family where, you know, we think we have it all, but we sometimes miss out on the community pieces or sometimes miss, miss the mark with, with not spending time with family. So that's another area that I was really impacted growing up. And that must have really, like, encouraged you to keep going and to care and to appreciate the things you have. I think I see that in you. Um, sometimes it can be overwhelming when you see that amount of poverty, but it really was a motivator for you. It was, yeah. I, I do think God has given me a, an adventurous spirit. I always had a desire to spend some time overseas, really, from the first time I heard a missionary speaker, probably from about the age of four in a church, that missionary speaker was just, I was flabbergasted at the kind of work that they were doing. I wanted to emulate it. I really wanted to have purpose in my life. I wanted to make a difference. Um, so I had all those things, I guess, ingrained. And then being able to be overseas and really learn about what it was like to be there. Um, and just, as you said, see those people thrive. Um, it caused me to live my life in a very different way than had I grown up in North America. Right. That's amazing. So one of the other things I want to dive into a little bit here is talking about, um, again, influence, but one of the things I love about working with you at the Rock Carrot and even going through the interview process with you was um, you accepting me for completely who I was um, and the gifts that I did bring and being okay that, you know, I wasn't equally as good with people as I was with math sort of thing. Um, and that I didn't have a degree or, you know, lots of employment experience, but you saw my life experience and you valued that. And just what, you know, where did that kind of come from to accept people that they aren't necessarily the, the dream package um, or even to continue the hunt to look for someone who might have everything on a, an, an employee's employer sort of wish list, so to speak, but to just acknowledge the gifts and strengths that someone may have? I think two, two ways. One is that I was super influenced by personality studies and psychology. As a young teen, I loved to delve into that kind of thing. And you really see the, the breadth, the continuum of people's personalities, right? There's, there's no one way to be. There's no complete package. We all have strengths, strengths and weaknesses. And so 
figuring out what those strengths are and being able to use them and leverage them, I, I think was very intriguing to me. Um, and I think that's um, sort of combined with our understanding of the Bible and how God has given us specific giftings, um, you know, the, the spiritual gifts that he's given us. Um, I was very interested in looking at how that how that's all combined together. And so then as I, as you apply that to people, you look around and think, well, we're, we just don't all have it, have the, every skill that we want, but right. how can we take the best of ourselves and, and make them flourish? And how do you think we help draw out the best of ourselves in, you know, in yourselves or in someone who's working for you, our children? Um, do you find different adults coming along that have sort of modeled that or, um, yeah, what do you think we need to encourage sort of this next generation coming up into the workplace and even, you know, your high school student children? Yeah, I think as Christian women and Christian leaders, we do have a responsibility to try to encourage and build up the next generation and the people that we are surrounded by. I I think it's really easy to be it's really easy for me to focus on work 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 and outputs and um, just want to focus in on that and get every check mark on my to-do list accomplished. But I think the longer I've lived and the longer I've been running this ministry and business, it just causes me to think that I don't want to. I don't want to keep my eye off the ball of the fact that the people around us are very, very important. And you know, our mission and our ministry that God has given us is right right here right mm-hmm. like we don't need to go outside our own walls our own families our own uh, i'm not saying we don't push the boundary but there's there's the people right in our work environments that are the people that we need to be jesus to and um and that we need to minister to and so i think intentionally um digging into that is something i'm trying to be better at i i don't think i'm i'm not i'm not naturally a words of affirmation person actually but one of the things i am trying to be better at is good feedback constructive feedback both positive and negative like nobody likes to say the negatives but but we need to hear the hard things too sometimes in love and combined with the, with the positive so trying to give good and constructive feedback and to build up the people around me is important and modeling that too so you know you were said to me before words that as you said aren't necessarily strong suits. so are there been people in your life that have you've picked it up for in, in a different way like kind of your mom even being the the sort of silent cheerleader knowing that she's was always there um but maybe not with words necessarily but what ways was she there what ways do you see we could be there for others yeah um a podcast i listened to recently had said that one of the ways that you can always build into people's lives or like the um, it was specifically talking about the kids in your life um, and whether or not those are family friends or whatever but you know if that child walks in the room and you look at them and with a sparkle in your eye like you're excited to see them you know it really conveys to them that you are interested you're you're not you know they're not just walking in the room and you're completely focused on what you're doing um, and you're sort of ignoring the fact that they're there, like you're, you're full and undivided attention is on them. And I try to do this with my own kids and my own kids' friends, but to really focus my undivided attention with a sparkle in my eye, like I am excited to see you walk through the door every day after school. You're valued. You are so important to me that I'm going to stop whatever I'm doing and look directly ask at you and say, how was your day? Um, I think those little things really go a long way. And so I do think the older I get, the more intentional I am trying to become at doing those things. 
Well, I must say you do that very well in the morning when I come in. And I know I often come in late and you interrupt your day and you look at me and I generally feel like that. So thank you very much. And just as we wrap up here, um, I think my final question is just who are, who are still influencing you? Who do you love to listen to or read or who are the women that you're tracking with and following um, along with? If I were to say one Christian woman who has been an influence over the last number of years, I would actually say that that's Jen Hatmaker. Um, she's obviously a very you know famous Christian writer and quite well known in the in the world of writing. But her book that was called Seven, which was looking at excess in people's lives, that book was very very meaningful to me, and I would certainly encourage everyone to read it or um, or take a look. It's it's not only a, a really intriguing read, but it's very very funny and hilarious. She's a funny Christian writer, and her her view of North American excess and what what really matters in life was really impactful to me, and probably was one of the factors that spurred me on to start the Rock Carrot. So yeah, she would be she would be a writer that I would encourage people to take a look at, or at least that book. I love that book. Wow, thank you. I will have to check it out. <laughs> and if you want to learn more about Rebecca or The Raw Carrot, check out therawcarrot.com. And thank you so much for your time today. Thanks. Take care. I trust that you loved that conversation. And there's so many more. Go back through this series and listen in on conversations where there's these female voices, again, voices of the female church here in Canada and friends that they have and conversations that they are having left, right and centre, but they get to have in rooms with us right now. And you're having conversations, girls. You're in conversations. You're writing. You're dreaming. You're communicating. There's more to come out in you. And if in any way we can serve this season, it would be our honour and our joy. Go to gatherwomen.com, have a look at Gather Voices, register your interest or register right now, take that step of faith and lean into the next six months as we encourage another cohort of girls to see their voices, the female church in this nation raised and released. We love you.